Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Baylor Scott & White Sports Performance Center, Athletes Made Here. The Sports Performance Center was developed with one goal in mind, to maximize human performance through movement and recovery. Their team of expert performance sports coaches and trainers will guide you to achieve your performance goals. That's the Baylor Scott & White Sports Performance Center, located at the Star in Frisco. This episode is also brought to you by Allen Dental Studio, located off Bethany drive in Allen. Their office was designed with you, the patient, in mind, which means an excellent and enjoyable experience. From cosmetics to implants, you deserve a perfect smile, and Allen Dental Studio can make that happen. Also, don't want to leave out another longtime friend of the podcast, Texan Senior Residential Care Homes. With locations in Carrollton and Dallas, Texan Senior Residential Care Homes offers an affordable, high-quality alternative to senior living. Call now at 469-400-7650. That's Texen, spelled T-E-X-S-E-N, Texen Senior Residential Care Homes. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. What's going on over there? Um, <laughs> Welsh being joined by Kendrick Johnson. Like he always does. Being joined by Kendrick well, Johnson, we Brian Murphy, and Taylor Raglan. Uh, no, gentlemen, it is, it is Monday, and we're going to reprise the same, the same idea that we brought to the table last week. We're going to revisit some preseason predictions, only this time talking about our 5A districts. Whereas last week, we went back through, uh, checked back through our summer uh, district preview podcast, Went back and uh, basically just tried to gauge how much has changed based on the teams that we predicted to make the playoffs way back in August. Um, now we're going to talk um, three of our 5A districts today. We're going to talk 5-5A Division One and then the two 7-5A districts, Division One and Division II. Um, and yes, I went through and I mm-hmm. wrote down who you guys projected to make the playoffs um, back in uh, back in August. So let's start, Brian, over in 5-5A Division One with um, the, uh, the Frisco District plus Little Elm and the Colony. Um, at the start of the year, um, you know, the Lone Star hype was, was starting to build a bit, and that was, um, you know, enough for you to pick the Rangers to, uh, to win the district initially, uh, followed by the Colony, and then Frisco Independence, and then Little Elm. So with, um, with district play about to, uh, about to begin for 5-5-A-D-1, is that still your top four? What has changed, I guess, since, uh, since August? Little Elm is kind of concerning me okay. a little bit. I mean, they've had some tough, tough games, you know, against 6A, Keller Central, and then Birdville. So they're coming off back-to-back losses. Um, last year they were, you know, kind of in a similar boat heading into district play. You know, it's it's kind of good that they're getting Lone Star out of the way this week. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> knock, knock just that, put that one to pasture as soon as you can. <laughs> and then, then they can battle it out, you know, with the Centennials and the Wakelands and, and, and uh, Independence and, and whatnot. But I think Wakeland, you know, that's showing against McKinney North last Last week, uh, or two weeks ago, I should say, was was really strong, especially with their backup quarterback and Peyton Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they you know they hung sixty three points. A lot of teams put up a lot of points on McKinney North, who we'll talk about later in this <laughs> podcast. But no you know, but they they look good with the backup quarterback, and you know, it's they have they have some marquee wins in non district play that Little Elm maybe not doesn't have. Um, so I still think it's between Wakeland and Little Elm for that four spot. 
Okay. But, I think the top three are but, the same. But Lone Star, man, they're even better than I expected. That's the thing. We yeah. didn't we didn't even because we talked uh, you know the same concept except with six A last week. We didn't even get a chance to really talk about their game against Highland Park. True. Um, your Rapid Reaction podcast is really the only uh, the audio that we uh, that we have. On <laughs> so what? Um, I mean, yeah, dude, that because that kind of just changes the landscape for what Lone Star might be capable of this season. Is the first team in Texas yeah. to hand Highland Park a home loss in 21 years since 1998, and they didn't just beat them, dude. They, <laughs> they beat them good. Oh, yeah. That was like for real. I thought it was just like a joke. It was, it was no, like, oh, that no, was no. the real deal oh, yeah. since 1998. Yeah, like, and they, Pulaski Academy beat them a few years ago. The team but from Arkansas, yeah, yeah. yeah. No team from Texas has done it. Since, wow. Uh, since yeah, they beat them in like 2014. The, the team from Arkansas. Yeah. Well, that team from Arkansas is the one that like doesn't go for it on fourth, or they go for it on fourth down. They never punt. Also, but anyways, Lone Star. They just they scored on the first play of the game. Yeah. Marvin Mims. Dude, Marvin Mims is leading the area in receiving, and he had a bye week. Must see TV. When I say must see. You gotta check him out. What a uh, what a week for the podcast. He was our guest because mm-hmm. that was named Game of the Week. Mm-hmm. He was the guest for the podcast <clears throat> the day before uh, they kick off against Highland Park, and he has, I mean, on the short list of the best high school games that he's ever played. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, ten catches, two hundred twenty yards. He returned the opening kickoff, you know, across midfield to the forty-five. The very first play of the game from scrimmage scores a 45-yard touchdown, and that just set the tone. They're up 24 to nothing at the half. I was kind of asking around the press box. I was like, hey, when was the last time Highland Park was shut out at the half? Anywhere, not just at home, but that's just a, in general. That's a great question. And, like, you know, one of the Highland Park beat writers, you know, from one of the newspapers down there, he was like, I don't know. No one knew. And I was like, this, this never is happens to them. <laughs> I mean, granted, it was Friday the 13th, so I, I don't know. Some weird things are happening that night anyways. But, no, they're no fluke. I mean, Garrett Rangel, there was some question marks, you know, you know, how good would he be? You know, Coach Rayburn was really high on him, yeah. you know, coming into the season, you know, with the chandler Galbon injury heading into week one. And, he, you know, he's, he called Rangel a stud, and he's even better than I thought. <laughs> and he, he's leading the area right now in passing yards, too, with, with almost 1,100. And he's got 11 Ooh. touchdowns, seven Ooh, of which to – uh, Garrett Rangel, uh, he's, he's a sophomore, sophomore quarterback, and he was on the JV last year, uh, starting JV as a freshman. So he's a homegrown Lone Star kid, um, and so he knows the system. And he's, he told me after that game, he said, "I just lo- just launch it up to Marvin and just let him do his thing." I mean, why not? When you've got a yeah, when you've got a target like that out wide, it's certainly uh, it things a little bit easier. Okay, we talk about Mims and Garrett Rangel. That defense might be even better than they oh, were yeah. last like, year that's too. The, thing, the like, fact that they, they made Chandler. I have people that was at the game besides you. They said that Chandler Morris didn't, didn't know what you can tell he was a uh, state MVP no. and state uh, championship. Anytime he tried to scramble, yeah. he was getting you know corralled in in the, in the pocket. And he couldn't even get out of the pocket really. Yeah. Uh, man, Lone Star has this big defensive end, Jaden Jones. Yeah. Six seven, six eight. He's just a monster. He, basketball player? I, he wasn't on the team last year that I know of, but he <laughs> would just. I, one time he flung Morris down to the ground in the, for a sack. And it was what just like, people Lone Star be showing up at? <laughs> How did he show up? <laughs> like, I, I thought the best defense they ever had was with Nick Bolton and Noah Velser and then, you know, Trey Taylor last year and stuff like that. And oh, they, they're even better. Their secondary is huge. They moved Torn Pittman from linebacker to safety. He had a big interception. Uh, one of the four picks that they, you know, they had against Morris, man, they're just there's This is elite, elite defense, and then you had an elite receiver, and they have a new running back in Jake Bogdan, who they call him, you know, or Rayburn calls him his Christian McCaffrey Swiss Army knife. Okay, and he's dynamic. Playing, you know, they didn't have a running back like that last year, 
So, man, this team is just leaps and bounds even better than they were last year. The my team question, went multiple rounds deep. My question for you is, can they handle expectations? You yes. Number one next to them. Everywhere go, because a lot of teams we see, they're good and they're under the radar. They get that number one. Stuff changes. I think, I think you go to Highland Park and beat Highland Park, you prove that you That's the highest expectations. expectations. Like, and then well, they, well, well, this thing's November and December, though. I'm just Still, I mean, it's, man. It, nobody it does not, that yeah. win that game, but that doesn't mean they were under the radar. I did. I, I mean, it, yeah, Brian did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I, I won't ever doubt a team that does that. You go to Highland Park and just absolutely embarrass them on their own, you know, field. I, the, I, as far as I'm concerned, you've kind of, uh, I don't know, you're, you're capable of doing whatever you want. And Rayburn's one of those coaches. He's not going to let his team, you know, see the number one ranking in the state and be like, you know, get way too over themselves. Yeah. He's going to keep them, you know. The thing is, it. like, that one's going to be there now until yeah. they lose. Uh, like, until they play the Colony. And yeah. if they lose to the Colony, obviously that would drop. But that's the only team that's even going to yeah. give them the game mm-hmm. in 5-5-A Division One. It's not like they're going to blow out everyone else except the Colony. I, I think – they're they're going to beat the colony pretty good too. Yeah, so I mean, you've yeah. the colony. You I have to see them in I action have. as they when they just thumped Reedy. At the I have, second and they're they're great. They're, you know, their offense is so dynamic. They have you know, you know they they don't have quite a Marvin Mims, but they have close. Mm-hmm. You know, and Keith Miller, Miles Price is obviously. I, I think Marvin Mims is a better football player. Uh, no offense, Miles Price, but he's you know Miles Price <laughs> is, is easily the second best that you know that I've seen this yeah. year outside of Marvin Mims, and they're in the same district. You know, and then they have Christian Gonzalez. They have, you know, freaking Keith Miller. And then they have Mikey Harrington. So you have three Division One receivers playing the same position. Then they'll go both ways, cornerback, receiver. Oh, yeah. it, it's tough. It's tough. But, you know, Reedy's not Reedy this year. And, and we'll talk about them later, obviously. But I, I think Lone Star is just that much better this year. It's going to be a good game. But I think Lone Star gets their revenge. Okay. Let's see. So that is all right. So it's, right now, if you had to amend things, I guess... Who would you say would be? I guess your four predicted playoffs. The top top three have not changed okay. at, at all. And independence independence looks yeah. so good. I, I mean, I mean, we mentioned Braylon Braxton, Braylon Braxton, and uh, Keon Wafer. You know, the receiver stepped in. He's among the the area leaders in, in receiving yards this year. Uh, you know, Braylon Braxton is right behind uh, Rangel in area for passing yards, and he you know he's also yeah, had a bite. You know, you know, Dylan Markowitz is ahead of them. Yeah, update your stats. Well, they're tied right now. <laughs> well, according to last week, but you know he's played one less game. So oh, okay. going into that, they were they were dead gotcha. dead even. Brandon Braxton threw fifteen has thrown fifteen touchdowns, and he already has a bye week this year. Also, uh, you know Independence they've been blowing up everyone. I'm kind of I haven't seen them play yet in person. You know they've had some faraway games and, and whatnot. What's the competition been like. JJ Pierce. Mm. Um, Pierce. <laughs> they play JJ Pierce. They play. I'll, I'll have that up in a sec. But you know, they, I mean, they're, they're they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They play Denton. They beat the brakes out of Denton, sixty-three to seven last week. You know, similar score to what Lone Star did to them. It's not their fault. You know, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, yeah, th- that's not changed. They're you know they're three and zero along with the Colony and and Lone Star. It's that four seed that I just don't know. It's I mean it's ultimately it's going to come down between Wakeland and Little Elm. Okay. Still, I, I mean I thought that before the year, but you know Wakeland might be better right now, but you know there's still a lot of football left to be played. The winner of that game, you know, obviously has the upper hand, but you know Centennial, you know they've kind of surprised me. In a, in a kind of a bad way. I, you know, I thought they were, you know, you know, your alma mater. I thought, you know, <laughs> I, I got a lot of flack on Twitter, you know, before the season started. I, I picked them to finish fifth at, or sixth. Right, so I already got plenty of plenty of <laughs> flack. You know, they were, you know, tw- a bunch of Centennial guys were tweeting me and whatnot. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm not, you know, prove me wrong. I really want y'all to prove me wrong. I'm, I mean, 
what do I know? You they know, have and, every and opportunity to exactly. prove where they belong in they, the district. And they have dynamic playmakers, Rich Tejada. You know, they have really good players. They just don't have a quarterback right now. You know, trying to you know uh, replace Weston Symes from last year, who's kind of like Johnny Menzel on the football field. He was so good, so dynamic, and they've kind of struggled. They've gone through like two or three different guys at quarterback, and that's kind of hurt them. Mm-hmm. You know, offensively. So you know, and they were shut out against Lake Dallas. So, you know, that's really uncharacteristic of of Centennial. Uh, so I mean, you know, they. You know, I, I thought they'd be fi- vying for that you know fourth playoff spot, but right now I don't know. So I think it's it's a two horse race uh, right now between Wakeland and, and Little Elm. But we'll see if Centennial can emerge. You know, Heritage, you know, seems like they have a, a quarterback of the future, but you know they're a year or two away from you know being a playoff team. So we'll see. So tough in that district, man. It is. I mean, what are you? I mean, what are you going to do? Even with the Colony and Lone Star at the top, and now Independence too. Like even if you're Independence, like well best team they probably ever had and they feel so good about them. I don't know that team like, a couple well, years ago with Don Williams was yeah, so good. He, he, he might have been the best running back I've ever seen yeah. in high school. But in any case I mean they, they got to be sitting there thinking like man if we were just anywhere else other than underneath these two freaking teams. You mentioned something interesting about 96A the other night after we got back to the office you said there's going to be a clear cut you know Allen isn't going to lose to anyone. Prosper's going to lose or beat everyone except Allen. Uh, and, uh, and Jesuit's going to beat everyone except Prosper and, and Allen. You were just kind of spitballing. Yeah. Nothing nothing official, but you are just kind of throwing things out there. That might be the same case in this district. You might have yeah. you know, Lone Star beat everyone. The Colony beat everyone except Lone Star. And then Independence beat everyone except this top two. And then four through seven is just, I don't know. <laughs> We will, uh, let's see, we've got two more districts to talk about. We will get to the 7-5-A's in just a moment. Um, first, got to shine that student-athlete spotlight. And uh, speaking of teams that are on a roll right now, Prosper, just tearing things up in District 9-6-A. Um, Brian, you had a chance to swing by and talk with their quarterback, Jackson Berry, as Prosper's coming off a video. an emphatic win over McKinney last week. Um, we'll see what Jackson had to say after a word from the sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, I'm here with Prosper quarterback Jackson Barry. And Jackson, man, Prosper's off to a a red-hot start. Y'all are undefeated uh, to begin the season, man. What has been the recipe to the success so far? Uh, just work over the summer, work last year after the season, and just every day in here in the weight room, in film, on the field, working hard, trying to get better every single day. Now, heading into the, this past off season and heading into this season, you know, you kind of knew you were going to be the guy, you know, at quarterback taking over uh, for Keegan Shoemaker. You know, did you do anything differently, you know, to prepare for the season knowing that you would or could be the, uh, the varsity starter? I mean, kind of prepare like a backup as you would a starter, just – Try to be the best you can, make every rep your best rep, and I got Tyler Bailey behind me pushing me every single day to be the best person I can be. Now, what did you kind of learn, you know, from play- – I mean, you got some playing time last year, you know, at times in various situations uh, with the offense. Uh, you know, what did you learn from that experience, and kind of what did you learn from, you know, Keegan, you know, playing behind him last year? Uh, really, I just learned that I, ha- I needed to grow up mentally. Um, he taught me a lot of things about the mental aspect of the game, and how to carry yourself off the field, really. And I appreciate all that. Now, you mentioned uh, Tyler Bailey, and he's been a big weapon of yours. Y'all found ways to use him on offense. Uh, and a lot of other guys, you know, Hayden Metcalf. And, you know, the list is on and on and on. And you have a great offensive line that we haven't even mentioned. Uh, you know, how much easier do those guys make your job on offense? Oh, they make it super easy. All I got to do is get the ball to them, and they can just do the rest for me. Now, y'all are in 96A, you know, one of the tougher districts. You know, there's – the big beast in there and Allen, but y'all are coming off a big win over McKinney, you know, blowout win. You haven't really been tested 
so far this season. You know, how good was it to start the district season with that blowout win over McKinney, like the way y'all did? Uh, it was awesome. It gives us a lot of confidence going on the rest of the district games, and we're just going to keep getting better every single day. Now, that Flower Mound game, a lot of people kind of didn't predict that. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I did actually pick y'all to win that game, but I didn't think it was going to be like that. You know, what did that what did that kind of do, you know, for y'all's confidence, you know, with a win, a marquee win like that so early in the season? Uh, it just gives us a ton of confidence. Everybody picked against us, and we believed in ourselves, and we just believed within the locker room, and we just went out there and played like we did. Now, I know y'all don't play Allen, you know, for a while, until the second to last game of the season, I believe. What are y'all kind of, are y'all looking ahead to that game at all? I know you'll take it one week at a time, but, you know, how much is Allen on y'all's minds, especially, you know, in this, in this district? Not really at all. Everyone brings it up, but Coach Schmidt keeps us level-headed, always tells us to focus on this week and go 1-0, so we're just focused on Plano East right now. Now, so Jackson, when you're not uh, playing football or, or you're busy with schoolwork, you know, what are you doing uh, in your free time? Uh, really just trying to keep my body healthy and getting rest, eating good, getting hydrated. That's pretty much it. Now, I, I understand you're a Cowboys fan, so you're yes, a big sir. Dak fan, but who, who is, would you say is a, a professional athlete or quarterback or collegiate or on the, in the NFL that you look up to and try and model your game after? Uh, Baker Mayfield. I love his game. What, uh, what about his game do you love? Just how he can escape the pocket, sit in the pocket and throw big throws when he has rush in his face and really just be a team leader and step up in front of the team and the team knows that he can lead them to victory. All right, thanks, Jackson. No problem. Thanks again to Jackson Berry for taking the time to chat with Brian for our student athlete spotlight as we continue revisiting our preseason predictions for uh, a few of our 5A districts. So, 5-5A uh, Division One is in the books. Let's round this out with a look at our two 7-5A districts starting in Division One. Kendrick, this is shaping up to be one of the crazier districts that we've covered in recent memory. It can't, it can't be crazier than last year. Yeah. <laughs> last year they Buckle had four in. top it breakers. Buckle up, man. It might be. All right, so let's just, okay, let's revisit where you guys, were you and Devin Hassan, who's on vacation this week, where you and Devin were at as far as the projected four playoff teams back in August. You guys picked Poteet as uh, your number one seed. John Tyler, reigning district champ, is number two. McKinney North, number three, and West Mesquite, number four. Um, so at the surface, and this is going to, this district stage is going to test kind of the theory of, okay, well, how much do you buy into what these teams have shown in non-district so far? Because of those four teams, three of them, Poteet, John Tyler, and West Mesquite, are a combined 1-11 on the season. Now, they've played some really tough schedules, too, so you got to keep that in perspective. But um, at least right now, you know, as we uh, as we get ready to begin district play on Friday, where are you at as far as this district goes? Has, um, has, have your picks changed from those top uh, I think I think North, this might be the year they win their first outright district title. Okay, so you are jumping north to the front of the line. They, 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 it's going to come to – I still have a funny feeling it's going to come down to Denver Poteet, uh, which I thought I, uh, I – I think I said earlier, but – Devin Poteet for the district title, the last game. Hopefully Devin be there because I have to be at Crosstown. And then, so those two, two teams will be in the playoffs. John Tyler, they just got too much athleticism for this district for them not to find a way to sneak in. And then I'm going to put in Texarkana, Texas High. In fact, I think Texas High may be um, John Tyler, and John Tyler will be fourth, and Texas High will be third. They, they got some explosive dudes out there at Texarkana. With, uh, with McKinney North, I mean, this is... 
I'm just trying to think of how many times they're going to be on the picket line for the rest of the season and how, like, how much of a white-knuckle ride it's going to be having to decide whether to pick them to win or lose each week because <laughs> there is, it, it is, like, they're, they're a Big 12 team on bath salts is what they've been. Oh, so I, got, I got some numbers for you. I know you're a numbers guy. Sure. Dylan Markowitz, quarterback from McKinney North, 78 for 100, 100 out of 107, 16 tubs, zero picks, 1,437 yards, leads class for, for 5A. In the whole area. What about the defense? Because hmm. that is all that matters Yikes. right now. <laughs> they, they, they had a good show. I know they can score points, and I know that they are going to score points. They're probably going to score them on just about everybody they play. But, I mean, you've seen the results. You've seen them in person. I mean, that <laughs> defense is – it's just – that's what makes it so tough to kind of gauge what they're yeah. capable of week in, week out, because the range of outcomes is just so vast for them. When you have a defense that's giving up 50.5 points per game – no, not 51.2 points per game and 603 yards per game. The, they – they made some steps in the right direction last week because Rockwall Heath has been putting up good numbers. Mm-hmm. I think they were averaging 40-plus. So they have a 618, a legit 618, that's, uh, that's going to be in a playoff in their, their district. I don't think they so. Have, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't they're not going to be in a race? I don't, I don't know. No, maybe. I don't know. I think nah, well, that's off topic. But, but I'm nevertheless... Um, but, but they held them under 40. It's a 6A program. Yeah. yeah. They had, they held them under 40. They um, got um, two. T- they had three turnovers and had some pressure. Mm-hmm. I think basically they got to find a way to get physical. Coach Villarreal has some very good schemes. It's all about tackling and executing. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy to sit here and talk about. That. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast last week. All you have to do, if they hold a team to thirty points, they win. <laughs> they should. Like, like that's in theory. That's yeah. how. Like you will win if you just hold a team to somewhere between like twenty-five and thirty-five points. You should win every single time, and that's. That's crazy because that defense can't even do that sometimes. And and that's, like, the hard part. It's got to be so frustrating to watch that team or coach that team and be like, if y'all could literally – it's almost like the Oklahoma problem. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, of two It is the Oklahoma like, problem. Like, all you have to do is be average, and yeah. you will win. You will beat everybody. Mm-hmm. And and you can't even go out and be average every every week. And, like, I mean, no, last week was certainly an improvement. Yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely better. You hold a team under 40 for them. You're probably gonna win those games. But, but, but the, the, the being around these guys, they 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 hear what people say. They hear what the Taylors say. The people in the morning news. I'm not the only one. <laughs> Taylor, you're the worst. I'm, I'm not the only one, and it's true. So, I don't so, hate these so, kids individually. But y'all give up a lot of points. Y'all so, give up a lot of points. So so, so they're taking this to the heart. So like I said, they took a step in the right direction. I, I'm gonna hold out judgment and see what they can do because traditionally they found a way to give themselves a chance to win games and. The offense hadn't been as good as they are this year, and they used to put up 40 points a game. So I'm going to let the process play out. Yeah. At the end of the day, the numbers are the numbers as far as that defense goes. <laughs> it's not what anybody says. That's <laughs> um, So let's see. As far as um, the other teams in the district, you know, you have Poteet, which was the projected district champion between you and uh, you and Devin. So far it's been a bit of an up-and-down okay. start for them. You know, they did get their first win in the season last week. You know, they took down a Tyler, Lee, a Tyler Lee team that's been, you know, a bit hot to start the season. I know Devin was the only person on the pick line who picked them, so at least we were at least uh, collectively a little down on where Poteet had shown so far. Um, and much like John Tyler, much like West Mesquite, they've just played a really difficult schedule, which makes it a little bit tougher to kind of gauge what to expect out of them going forward. I mean, 
watching their losses have come to programs like Denton Ryan. You know, we know what Denton Ryan is. <laughs> Mansfield Summit. They're both undefeated teams. Um, you know, their big issues have been, um, you know, seven turnovers across their first three games. Uh, the defense has taken some lumps. You know, they'll cross those first three games. They, you know, surrendered at least 33 points and 450 yards in each game. Now, they did get back on track against Tyler Lee. They beat him 19-14, to which, if that's a sign that that defense is at least capable of dialing it up a notch, because <laughs> obviously they will need to, because given the caliber of offenses that are in this district. And plus, it also helps to have Seth McGowan back. Seth McGowan's only played in two of their four games oh, this season. Oh, I know he's hurt. Mm -hmm. And then um, and what, when he's been on the field, though, he's been his usual awesome self. You know, he's averaging around seven and a half yards per carry. He was huge against Tyler Lee. He had 175 yards on 26 carries. Um, I mean, yeah, if he's in the lineup, they're going to have a puncher's chance against anybody in that district, and they should be favored over most of the teams in that district, to be, uh, you know, to be sure. It's just a question of, yeah, how much do you read into what they've shown so far against teams that are a bit, you know, a bit higher up than what they're going to see? I think they'll be there in the end. Like I said, I, I, I seriously think it's going to be North and Poteet and Hanby the last game of the year for that district title. Um, so if you have to pick, I mean, again, like we're making predictions. So as far as who you think is the district champion right now, are you the Bulldogs have shown enough to where you're vaulting them up past Poteet? Or where are you at as far as that goes? Going into Hanby. If it was at MISD, I'd put say, say Bookie. Mm. I can't say Bookie yet. <laughs> I just know they'll be in the mix. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, then you got a team like John Tyler, which, I mean, again, it's been a, uh, you know, you, at least you can look at most of these teams and find like a statement level performance in there and just haven't seen that yet from John Tyler. Um, they're 0-4. Um, and granted, the opponents they've played are a combined 12-4 on the season. You know, teams like Mesquite Horn, Tyler Lee, if you believe in grading them out, how they, uh, how they both performed against uh, a common opponent. You know, they got drilled by Tyler Lee, whereas Poteet was able to beat them. Um, and then they played Longview, Longview's Longview, and then Euless Trinity, which is going to be a tough matchup for yeah. anybody. I think they they, they slither in. I think they get four seed, <laughs> but they, they they definitely taking a step back. It's definitely gonna, taking a step it's back. It's going to require an uptick in what they've shown on offense. They've scored only uh, only 34 points total this season. Oh, that, 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 that you beat. That's, that's north by half time. That's, uh, that's eight and a half per game, and they've scored just 17 points total over the last three games. Um, they're completing only just under 37% of their passes between Cameron Ford and Isaiah Johnson. Uh, Ford does double as their leading ball carrier at 53 rushes, but he's only averaging 2.9 yards per carry. Wow. Offense has just been such a chore for them. Max Preps only has them listed as you know two sacks from their defense. It's just they haven't really had much go right to start the year. But competition is, you know, you got to keep that in perspective. That's been arguably the toughest non-district schedule of anybody in, uh, in 7-5 AD1. And then um, uh, um, also, too, uh, there's a team I'm missing. West Mesquite, they're 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 a real funny team to predict because they have a whole bunch of athletes that can put it together that one night, mm -hmm. and that'd be that one night they went together. But they're not consistent. Mm -hmm. But they could easily upset a North, upset a Poti real easily. They've got so, one of the better running backs in the year. Yeah. Ty Jordan committed he, to Texas. That's two hundred forty yards right there. Right. You can go off. And he has been their engine. They've scored ten touchdowns on offense. He has seven of them. Oh, man. The kids, he's very explosive. What do you? So McKinney North has Sherman coming up on Friday, and this was the game last year that kind of threw everybody off the scent for a moment <laughs> in this district and wound up ultimately being the game that decided that last playoff spot with Sherman yeah. squeaking in over uh, over West Mesquite. Uh, Sherman's coming off one of the more uh, eye-popping defensive performances when they held a Justin Northwest team that McKinney North had its hands full with. Um, they held them to six points, which it's seems unfathomable given the caliber of uh, talent that they have on that offense. Um, Sherman's hot. They've won three straight, so I mean... 
What, they, do you, what do you make of the, this matchup they, they, on Friday? They, they can't play every game at Burkett Stadium. That's where we, we know how explosive uh, North's offense been the last five, six years. Mm-hmm. Last year, the lowest game of the year they scored, 21 points <coughs> at Burkett Stadium. Mm-hmm. So this year, the North's indirect, they, they talked about it. They hadn't really hyped it up. I think they undercover got this game circled after being embarrassed last year. I remember talking to Coach Vecchi because I wasn't at the game because it was in Sherman. Hey, what happened? He said, I woke up the next day. It was a dream. I thought it was. Then I found out it was for real. They scored like 21 points against him or something like that. They don't score 21 points. And another thing, they they even had like a 60-yard onside kick that Sherman got. That's how bad things went. So what could go wrong went went wrong. So with them going to the friendly confidence of MISD Stadium, I'm not going to say it's going to be a blowout or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that the the North Bulldogs will find a way to get a win. They're not going to lose their district opener at home. So if I've got you right then, right now your tentative top four in this district is Petite, North, John Tyler, and Texas High, as you mentioned. And fifth, I can see John Tyler getting slewed and Sherman sliding in. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's see. That was a look at 7-5A Division One. Brian Taylor, let's get you guys back in the mix for a look at a district that I'm sure is going to look quite different from where you guys projected back in in August. 7-5A Division Two. Now, your preseason predictions back in August. Oh, Brian, I don't, don't want to hear it. <laughs> you went Reedy, Denison, Lovejoy, and Frisco. Taylor, you went Reedy, yep. Lovejoy, Denison, and Lake Dallas. Can I start? Ooh, you didn't have Frisco. Can I start? I know. Yes. That's I want to start. I want to start there. I apologize to the raccoons. Maybe it was a holdover from my high school days. I couldn't take it. Who knows what it was? I, go, man. It's been a long I have time. Frisco. Centennial was the little brother to Frisco in my, in my early days. I have Frisco going from out of the playoffs to I think they're going to win the district. Oh, yeah. I told you that. I told you they were legit. I, I saw them in the, in the scrimmage against North. I think they're beating Reedy this oh, week. Uh, I'll go ahead and say that now. We have them on the picket line. I think they're beating Reedy. I don't think there's another team in the district that, you know, Frisco is just so consistent. They've got it figured out. I don't know what the what the heck I was thinking or what I was smoking back then, but Frisco, yeah. I think, wins this district with Reedy down the way it is. So they're explosive. I mean, we should have known when they went to state in seven on seven. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, mean, <laughs> I, I had to see him against the scrimmage against North, and all I know is I saw two different, two or three different brothers score over 50-yard touchdowns. Right. Like, usually in high school, you see, like, a Marvin Mims or a, yeah. uh, or a Miles Pikes. Like, man, that kid, number seven, just, he balling. Or number 11, he just balling. They got multiple guys that can Oh, they you. have, like, four or five yeah, guys. Yeah, that that's, what, that's what the problem is. It you don't know just, who it is. It also just shows you how crazy this freaking district is, though. Because, I, I mean, I don't blame myself for for what I picked either because back then I can see justification for exactly what I had I mean it's you know with Brandon Ingle completely healthy I think Lake Dallas was supposed to be a lot better they've lost they lost to Princeton I think Lake Dallas isn't even a postseason team yeah. um, you know Denison's been up and down without Jadarian Price Lovejoy's kind of figured it. I mean, Denison should have beaten Reedy or could have beaten Reedy. They, they barely lost 35 32. Yeah, they had to, I mean, Reedy they, was up for most of the, for being yeah, higher true. game. And, and it came then to Denison an, made a late push to make yeah. it a little interesting. Yeah, it came to an onside kick. Braswell did the same thing to Frisco. Frisco was kind of in control, and Braswell scored like two touchdowns in less than a mm-hmm. minute. And then they almost got the onside kick at the end. They only lost by five to Frisco. So, I mean, Braswell, a team we didn't even mention yeah. To, yeah. to finish top four, they could be a playoff team. I mean, they started off the season with a, with a statement win over Red Oak, yeah. state ranked yep. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And there Losses, have, yeah, have been no shame. I mean, Burleson, Centen- or I mean, just Burleson, not Centennial. Yeah. Burleson's good. They lost by twelve. There's nothing wrong. I with think that they. Loss. I think they beat Lovejoy this week. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. 
Damn, I wasn't ready for that one. Well, nope. oh, what you got? What you got to say about that? I don't, I don't know. I think, I think that's going to be a great football game. I will say that. I mean, I could see it going yeah. either way. That's going to be a that's going to be a great football game mm-hmm. between two playoff caliber two teams. teams. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we talked about you know at the start with um, with Frisco, just like the impact of having a uh, at least the threat of a passing game and what Cardi Green was able to do with as far as adding that extra dimension and you know going back through and just checking area wide uh, you know team rankings where everybody ranks statistically. Um, Frisco has the number one offense among seven five A Division two programs so far at almost four hundred and fifty yards per game. They have the number nineteen passing offense in the area among so five A teams right now, which so I would be fascinated to go back through the archives and find out the last time that. Happened. <laughs> Um, on top of having the number five rushing offense, which is to be expected yeah. given their... Flat T. Green wasn't even a quarterback last year. He was on the varsity, but he was like a linebacker, running back. They were moving around all these different spots, and he just went up to Coach Harbor. I mean, he mentioned it in the interview we had yeah. on the podcast last week. He was like, yeah, I, just, I went up to him midseason. I was like, hey, let me play quarterback. Let me play quarterback because he played in middle school. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right. Well, it was Vance Gibson at the time, but he's like, all right, they needed a change. And he went in there midseason. <laughs> And that's all she wrote. And he now he man he, what he, he for the first time ever Frisco threw for more yards in a game than they ran in a win since like 2013. It's just crazy, man. This team is so dynamic. You know, it, it all it really does boil back to when they made it to state in seven on seven because they have so many skill guys. Like you said, you saw in, in their yeah. scrimmage with McKinney. They got, they got track speed. Yeah, yeah, man. Chase Lowry, Blake May. They can fly. You know, it goes on and on. Bryson Clemens is one of the the area leaders in rushing too, man. It's and I've even mentioned Car Green yeah. airing the ball out, man. It's it's insane. Saying they scored up to 76 uh, points last week against Lebanon Trail, man. It's that offense. That's is, how you're is supposed loaded. to be Lebanon Trail because there's been a couple teams that have played that haven't done and Lebanon yeah. Trails that have been a little bit. They you haven't know, beaten them by as much shaky, as they should. That game had its moments early on, though. Going back through, that was a pseudo competitive game in the first half. This was like yeah. a, it was a seven yeah. point game late in the second quarter, and then you know next thing you know they have seventy six yeah, points because yeah. they do have the you know they can rattle on. I think yeah. Blake May had like a seventy five yard touchdown or whatever to begin the uh, second half, and mm-hmm. they just kind of roll from there. Their their defense <laughs> has been a little bit vulnerable. Teams it has. have moved the ball a bit on them. I want to say it's their last three games they've given up at least four hundred and fifty yards. So that is yeah. worth noting at least as much as we want to heap praise on the offense. Yeah. Look at least looking ahead to Friday, which is you know their biggest test to date, I should say. I would yeah. say. Um, so yeah, with with them, you know, we're obviously all like we're, we're all they're in. flying up the power rankings in this yep. district. <laughs> um, the out the consensus pick for district champion though is still a team that. We're not really sure uh, what are they? as far as Reedy. Yeah, yeah, as far as kind of where they obviously you know you guys you know we're, we're off the we're off the uh, the idea yeah. of them repeating as district champions. Yeah. But as far as where they slot into this district, hey, you I mean, play right. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, I saw them play. The you saw them at their lowest point. <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't really because that's not count. them. Yeah. That's not what they are. I think the last couple of weeks really like highlight. I don't I don't know what the heck to make of this team because it's they a, beat Lake Dallas by six. It's a young team that's been very inconsistent like, to start the year. You should beat Lake Dallas by more than say ten. Sorry, Falcons, already. but you know you <laughs> And it was a game that they yeah. led twenty seven nothing at the half. Yeah. Or something to like, that too. Lake Dallas got beat by Princeton, you know, and, and not that Princeton's awful. I mean they, they came into the year <laughs> expecting to be competitive, but that just shows you the tier <laughs> that Lake Dallas is in. And you beat Lake Dallas by six and then you beat a good Denison team. That had you thirty five thirty two. Yeah. And, and if Jadarian Price was 100%, who knows? But still, he, he was playing in the game. And it was in Denison, for what it's worth. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a great win. So, now it's just like... Man, if Reedy, if Reedy didn't go 13-1 and last year and then almost beat Alito in the fourth round of the playoffs, we'd be saying, man, Reedy... This is the best team in this district. You know, look how they beat Denison on the road. Look how they, you know, they hung on to beat yeah. Lake Dallas. They're three and one, two and zero district. 
they could you know them in Frisco are so good but instead we're like man for what it's worth they're still they're still no lower than two for me for sure I mean it's it's gonna come down I think to this week's game I mean if they beat Frisco then I think they probably just I mean they haven't lost that game where you know they shouldn't have lost it's just the way they're winning games they're not it's not last yeah. year. They're not winning by it's not 40. It's as flashy as the way Frisco exactly. did it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and or as flashy no, as they did last year. It feels year. like there's no guarantee. Like, it almost feels yeah. like you know what you're going to get out of Frisco. For better or worse, you kind of know what Frisco is. I don't know what Reedy is. I mean, are they going to be the team that beat Denison on the road? Or are they going to be the team that, you know, almost almost lost to League Dallas? Like, yeah. You know, it, and it wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, they beat Frisco. No, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me either. No. These, like, just, these feel like telltale signs of a young team. Yeah, absolutely. That, and here's the thing about this this game against Frisco: if they were playing Frisco in early November, when you know the guys have you know when they've yeah. grown up a bit more and are a bit more sure of what of their uh, of their identity mm-hmm. yeah. and where their strengths and weaknesses lie, then you know it's just tough because you're getting what could be the best team in the district yep. this early into the yeah. district schedule. And like the, the reading that you see on Friday, it's not necessarily it. indicative of what you're going to see a team later. Or they might just when go grown up a bit, beat Frisco by three touchdowns, yeah. and we all just. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, they still well, have. Who knows? They still, you know, have freaking Will Harbor. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, he was he was doing everything. Tough. I saw Matt Step tweeting about him. Yeah. You know, that, I don't know if that was his first time seeing him play. I'm sure it wasn't, but you know, he was just ranting and raving about how good Will Harbor is. I'm like, I know him. They've still got they've still got talent and size up front, yeah. like they this had this last year. Nate Anderson's one of the best offensive linemen in the state. I mean, yeah, they still have talent. It's just in certain areas they've just been a little bit slower. The, that the rest on. of the offense is just brand new. Yeah. You know that yeah. when when they plug in Will Harbor in those certain packages, you know, Wildcat short short yardage packages, you know, they they move the chain. But you know, I granted I haven't seen them play since the colony. It seems like they've you know, they were going back and forth between Jalen Kitten and AJ Paget. It looks like Jalen Kitten is the guy. Uh, I mean, I'll see this week. I'm going to see them play Frisco. They're going to be really tested this week. This is going to be yep. their biggest test by far since the colony. Yep. Uh, so, so, I mean, and I we'll, think, this, like I said, district championship game. I think. As well yeah, and this will tell a lot. If Frisco goes in and beats them by 20 plus, yeah. by three scores, it's going to be like, oh, Reedy may not may not be the second best team. But if then they go beat Frisco, then it's like, are they the district champs? <laughs> I, this district is wild, man. But as we sit here right now, so if you guys have to, it's Frisco one, Reedy two. Yep. Yeah. So what about three and four? Have those changed from you know, Brian? Yes. You would love join, love join Frisco as your three and four. Taylor, you had Denison and Lake Dallas. I right now, tentatively. I mean, this is all just so up in the air. But I will take Frisco, Reedy. I think Denison's shown enough. They have Janarian Price back and healthy. If he plays the rest of the year, I think they're clearly the third best team. I think they can beat. I think they can beat the other. It, it might, you know, it, when they play Lovejoy, maybe Lovejoy sneaks up and get them, and things change. But I'll put I'll put until Denison in. Okay. Um, you know, just based on how they've played, especially with him coming back. Um, that Reedy game. You know, if we're going to say Reedy's the second best team, then them losing by three to Reedy, you know. Is there with, anything with Lovejoy that's kind of thrown you off as to what no, you're expecting out of them? No, I, and, and I, I guess to finish out my rankings, I'll put Lovejoy four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're a postseason team. There's nothing that's, there's no giant red flags with Lovejoy. I just don't think they're as good as they were last year. Yeah. You know, I think that they're fine. I think that um, Ralph Rucker's been totally serviceable. You know, he's only getting better, <clears throat> you know, leading that offense. I think their offense is fine. I mean, it's a typical Lovejoy team. They got receivers. Um, you know, I I think they're fine. There's nothing that like threw me off the scent from Lovejoy outside of especially how they rebounded from that terrible first game yeah. against Colville Heritage. You know, they've come back. They beat a bad Sulphur Springs team like they should have. You know, they beat Memorial like they should have. So I I think Lovejoy's fine. I think that four spot comes down to Lovejoy and Braswell. 
Um, <clears throat> and I think Lovejoy maybe just has the tiniest of edges. And, you know, this week's game could determine that. So I could easily see Braswell jumping in there. I could see Dennison. You know, they are still pretty young. If Jadarian Price isn't 100% or gets hurt, I could see them falling all the way out. That's why it's so hard. I think the last two spots are some combination of Dennison, Lovejoy, and Braswell. Who knows? Who knows what the heck happens? But for now, I'll go. Without Price, Dennison doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah. And then it'd be Lovejoy and Braswell. I think yeah. Braswell could be as high as a number three seed in this district. Braswell, <laughs> they've shown a lot, mm-hmm. you know, in their games so far yeah. this year, like you mentioned. And I, like I said, I, I'm predicting them to beat Lovejoy this week. And if they do, especially then, I think they could be definitely the three. If seed. they beat Lovejoy, then this they're, week, they're a postseason team. Oh yeah, no, no doubt, question. no doubt. Because that's no that's doubt. one of the, the the biggest hurdles left. I yeah. Guess. Awesome, and that is a look at uh, some uh, what's shaking in seven five A division two. Is this district schedule? It feels like we're kind of cheating because this district schedule is already you know entering its uh, what its third week. Yeah, yeah, but the the big games are this week and forward. Yeah, this there is the first. Been, like, yeah. This is the first real week where you have some contenders going against each other. So yeah. it'll be fascinating to see how that uh, how that shakes out. Um, a couple of those games are up on our game of the week poll. You can go to our website starlocalmedia.com and vote on, and that'll be the subject of Thursday's podcast. We'll preview whatever y'all vote as the game of the week, plus some of the other marquee matchups on the docket for this week. Um, That'll do it for this episode of the podcast. Appreciate you gentlemen for tagging along. Folks, enjoy the rest of your week and we will talk to y'all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than starlocaljobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With starlocaljobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.